just a little constructive criticism from Barker. What are you talking about? Punch you in the neck. Yeah, I don't fight senior citizens. We're okay. <laughs> Take that. Well, you gonna come on here and throw jabs? I got, I got right back to you. You read the trivia question. I don't get paid to do that. I get paid to break down the trivia question, okay? Bud? <laughs> Ow. Down goes Jeff. Mm. Joe Siddle, Jonathan Papelbon will join us in a few minutes. Ooh. DMs are open. Stop it. DMs are open for Barker's back leg bits. One nothing. Uh, we are giving you the chance to win Blue Jays tickets all season long here in Blair and Barker, whether you listen on the radio or on the podcast. All you have to do is text the correct answer to our daily baseball trivia question. Text it to 59590. The question, the question du jour. Ooh. Huh? You like that? Question du jour is for tickets to the July 27th game against the St. Louis Cardinals. Yesterday we asked you, maybe the stupidest trivia question of all time. Longtime baseball nice. commentator Tim McCarver played several Be seasons nice. for the Cardinals at which position? The answer was second base. Today's question is to win tickets to see the Jays and Cardinals, as I mentioned, down at the Rogers Center on July 27th. Before Albert Pujols won it three times, and yes, I know that McCarver was a catcher, you <laughs> dimble. Before Albert Pujols won it three times, who was the last Cardinals player to win National League MVP? You have to put some thought into that. It did. It took me, two, took me, got it in the third guess. Before Albert Pujols won it three times, who was the last Cardinals player to win National League MVP? Text the answer to 59590 for your shot to win. See contest rules at sportsnet.ca slash 590. We want to send you to see the Cardinals and the Jays sure. on July 27th at the Rogers Center. Because that's how we roll on Blair and Parker. Do we have Joe Siddle? We should. Thumbs up. Bring in Joe Siddle, Blue Jay Central Analyst. Former catcher. Mr. Siddle, how are you, sir? Welcome I'm back fantastic. after some time off. Well, thank you. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing well because the team's on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> One in a row. One in a row. Yeah, it's got to start somewhere. One, well, it, it certainly does. And maybe it started last night with that 4-3 win. Uh, you're the perfect guy to ask this because I, Barker gets sick of me uh, extolling the virtues of Danny Jansen. Um, Six, a strong word. Well, you, you, yeah, and I'm... Turn the page. Well, I just, I, I, and for a variety of reasons, I like Jano. Uh, I do too. Jose Brios matches a career high with strikeouts last night, has a great pitch mix, 31 curves, looks comfortable. I would suggest it's the best start. It, he, it's the most Jose Barrios start we've seen from him this Ooh, year, I think. Good one. How much of that do you put down to the fact that Danny Jansen was back behind the plate? Not, I'm not hammering on Alejandro Kirk or Zach Collins or, Gabriel Moreno or anybody who caught him. But as Barker pointed out, you watch Danny Jansen behind the plate, he does more things. You know, the wider stance different. and different pitches. He mm -hmm. looks different. Well, I think it's always good to have your most experienced catcher back from injury. There's no question about that. And Alejandro's done a fine job. But I think Gabriel Moreno showed in his time up here that he should be in AAA continuing to polish his crap. And that was an emergency sort of thing due to injury. But I think they're back where they want to be. And I would like to think that's with Danny behind the plate an awful lot and Kirk back maybe a couple times a week, DHing others. 
that's the ideal tandem. Um, Danny, I say, is the most experienced. And, I mean, hey, Barrios is throwing the ball great, right? I, I'm not, I, I wouldn't take too much credit as a catcher. You do because you take a lot of pride in that, mm-hmm. especially coming back. And, but Jose, when he's good, we all know he's really good, especially when he's spinning the baseball and good movement on that fastball. And I just thought he was very good. But having Danny back there can help when I say the most experienced. I mean, because he's probably got a little better idea of, calling a game and attacking hitters probably more so than the other guys. And that's going to be a huge plus. It's not something we can measure guys, but I just, I, I watch games so often as you guys do in every pitch. And sometimes he questions sequences or whatever the case. And hey, it's a long season. We can go over numerous examples, but let's just generalize it by saying it'll be good to have Danny back in that role. Hmm. Yeah, every time I watch Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Joe, and me and you have had this conversation about him a lot, right? He set the bar so high last year that when he does go through things that we're seeing him go through now, he just doesn't look human. And I, yeah, I, we, we talk about him so much, and we ask so many questions about him. You sort of run out of ways to try and figure out ways to, and I'm sure the Blue Jays as an organization are going through this, to help him along, and, and they need him down the stretch here. They need him to be not good, great is there any one thing in your mind? You watch him a lot. You see him a lot. And you talk to people a lot about him. Is there any one thing that you think that they could uh, hone in on to get him to take off a little bit quicker? Well, you know, Kevin, and you know, as a hitter, I think the first thing, any hitter, and I don't care if you're a nine hitter or the, one of the best hitters in the league, I think you've got to get back on the fastball. Now, mm-hmm. that's easy to say because teams are attacking him with a lot of off-speed stuff and breaking stuff. And we saw in that first at-bat, I think he saw a change-up and a slider from Bellotti, and then he swung a one-two fastball, like total underwater swing, like had no idea, clearly looking off-speed. And again, Kev, you know, you've been in the batter's box. Mm-hmm. When you're thinking something, you may not be sitting on a pitch, but if it's in your mind, you are a fraction of a second late. And that's all it takes to look as bad as he did on that swing. The crazy phenomenal thing about Vladi is he had a horrible night last night, but then guess what? He comes out one for four with the base hit. (laughs) So, you know, if that's us, we're 0 for 32, right? We just can't overcome that, but he's so darn good. But I think he's, you know, we always talk about that term caught in between. Mm -hmm. And I'm not so sure he was caught in between. I mean, he was caught in between because that is real because I think that means looking for certain pitches, you get them and swing at them anyway, even though they're bad, or you don't get it and you swing anyway, like you did in that first at bat. So I think his, it almost looks watching him right now. Like his mind is just scrambled. We we've talked all season about him having trouble with the low pitch. And a couple of those examples last night, and I showed it in our update is he's up and he's pulling up and out of the baseball to hit the low pitch. You've, you've got to hinge at the hips and work down through like that. And he's not doing that at times. So there are a lot of things wrong, <laughs> and we know he's got a lot of movement, a lot of pieces, a lot of moving parts. And when he's in, he's locked in. Mm. But when he's not, it can be ugly, but he still can get his hits and do a little damage. But yeah, yeah. clearly not the MVP caliber guy we saw last year. Sure, you know people Dude. listening to, to you talk right there, they want to throw the blame at somebody. And, and you have a 23-year-old who's going through struggles at the big league level, never struggled at the minor league level. That's why they have the minor leagues. Joe, you, went, you were in the minor leagues. I was in the minor leagues a long time. You go through those so you know whenever you struggle what to go to, right? Whenever I did, was doing this, I had something off the field that I could go to and I'm fixing that thing quicker. Vladdy's going through that. So sort of the the pitch selection and what you're looking for, you know as a catcher, if you see a guy in an athletic position that can hammer velocity, 
right? Just just knows that if it's getting it in a strike zone because everything right mechanically and he's on time with his front foot, now you're as a pitcher and as catcher, you need to be more fine with secondary pitches. Who's to blame for that? It's if you're seeing well, it and I'm seeing it, well, how come they're not seeing it and go, Vladdy, how about changing up a little bit? Start looking for the hater more. Yeah, I think it's all of the above, Kev. I mean, as a hitter, you've got to take account of yourself, right? We know sure. that. And you're right. You need some guidance when you're a young player, let alone even if you're a young star like Vladdy. So I would say the simple thing is we've seen him getting the, the league is adjusted a little bit. They're pounding him down in the zone more, it seems, uh, more off speed, more breaking pitches. So, yeah, that's one thing to look for those pitches. But in terms of whose job that is, mechanically, you have to get to those pitches. And what I just described earlier is mechanically, he's not in a position mm-hmm. to really handle those pitches down. So whether that's the hitting coaches, whether that's done in the cage, and I'm sure they've got tons of drills done, but sure. you know as well as I do, you can work all the drills you want. It doesn't necessarily always translate right away into correcting those flaws, I'm saying mechanically, because now you're not even talking about the mental part where I think is brain scrambled right now in terms of what pitches he's looking for and what pitches he's getting. So <laughs> with all this, to sum this up, hitting is not fun. And you can see no, with some of the best hard. hitters in the world when you're struggling. Dare I ask any chance it would help to move him up in the order? I know we've had this conversation started to have it in spring training, but every once in a while you need to add a little sense of urgency and, and draw to the attention of the player. Now I'm sure it's already been drawn to him, but draw it to now you're hitting second. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that would even help, but at least you're, you you go down fighting is like is what they like to say. You can if this offense is just really stagnant for a week or 10 sure. days or two weeks, and they're not scoring tons of runs right now. So, no. sure, you can always do that. And, I'm sure we've heard Charlie say that in the past. I think it's maybe last year. He didn't want to make moves like that because it shows panic. Well, guess what? Eventually, you made <laughs> they made moves and tried it. So, yeah. so, yeah, I have no problem with moving things, moving guys around, but, you know, Posing pitchers are still going to pitch in the same sure, way. You're still exactly going to try right. to get you're going to get bow out the same way you're trying to. You're going to pitch Springer the same. You're not changing the way you're going to pitch these guys. You're mm-hmm. still going to attack them the same way. Yeah, I, I, Barker and I talked about this. I I just look at the way this lineup is right now, and to me, you've got to move Gurriel up. And I I I mean, I'll, this is a hill I'll die on, Joe. I I think Bo Bichette's this team's cleanup hitter. I I just do. I I, I think you maximize Bo's. You maximize both strengths, I think, by putting him in the cleanup spot. Yeah, I, the only thing I have with that, Jeff, is if Bo is Bo, like we've seen for parts of three seasons right now, this isn't even a conversation. I mentioned it last night on our show. Those The, the four big boys at the top are not having a season like they had last yeah, that's year. That's true. We thought we were coming out of spring training, and we'd be talking about MVP caliber Vladdy going against Dotani again, but that's not happening. Um, Springer's an all-star this year, but he's not – doing the same damage, not quite the same guy. Bo is clearly not the same guy this season. And uh, Teoscar's a two-time silver slugger, not the same guy. So, I mean, your big boys got to be your big boys, and they're not. And I think mm-hmm. right now that's the, the offense is good. Is it good mm-hmm. enough to get to October? Probably. I still don't think this can be the number one problem. I think we'd all love uh, a Michael Brantley or mm-hmm. Jose Ramirez left-handed bat in there, of course. But I think this lineup can be good enough because there are way more concerns to me in with the arms and the bullpen and the back end of that rotation. So I, I, not that you don't need a bat or need improvement, but I don't think that would be the downfall of this team. I still think it could be a problem once they get to October with this lineup, because I do as good as they can be at times, I think they can be pitched to. And we've seen that. Yeah, no, I'm, I think we're both with you 100% in that. Hey, we didn't talk about uh, Jimmy Garcia last night and we should, well, you mm-hmm. talked a little bit about it in Blue Jays talk. Joe, that was that might be the best he's looked 
in, in a long time with the Blue Jays. In a long time. He's only been here for a year. But that's kind of what I expect from him when he comes into the game. Well, I think that's what we all expected, right? When you sign a major league reliever to a two-year contract for whatever, $11 million, you're expecting pretty good things. And I remember when he signed, I thought, okay. You know, I hadn't seen him a whole lot. I looked at the numbers and thought, okay, this guy could be pretty solid. But I, I still think he's one of those guys back there that were, were missing that swing and miss dominant type mm-hmm. nature, right? I mean, you talk about Mesa and Garcia and Simber and even Phelps. As I said last night, good major league pitchers, good major league relievers, solid. But, man, the ball's being put in play a lot. And, you know, when the ball gets put in play, crazy things can happen. Balls can go through webbings of gloves and balls can go off gloves. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're pitching in the seventh, eighth inning uh, in October, that's not what you want. So I'd certainly still like to see more swing and miss. And I'm just not sure we're seeing that. That's why I think that's where the bullpen, they they need two big arms down there at least Mm -hmm. to help Jordan out. Joe, Joe, put your player hat on. If you're in that locker room and you're trying to contend and they have to, meaning the front office, give up a Teoscar Hernandez to give what, get whatever they need, pitching, starting pitching, how do you think the players in that locker room take that? Well, if I'm a player in that room, I'm okay with it. Hey, you love Teoscar, you love Guriel, you love mm-hmm. – that sounds crazy, Kirk. <laughs> I mean, Doesn't whatever might crazy. happen. Well, I, you know what? Call me crazy, Kev, but if you want to sell high on someone, whew, you're there not going to have any more value. Now, here's the, here's the issue, though. What are other teams thinking, right? If you're trying to sell your starting, our, uh, starting all-star catcher, and it, I think the red flag's going, what do you mean? What do you trade him for? What you, well, I would say because he's got tremendous value right now, he's probably not going to be a guy that can catch four or five days a week, right, moving mm-hmm. forward. He's not doing it now, so I doubt he's going to forward. And uh, with the way he can swing the bat, a pretty nice piece for a team to catch twice a week and DH mm-hmm. three times a week or so. Anyway, that's another conversation. But I think if you're in that room, if I'm Bo Bichette, if I'm Vladdy, if I'm Springer, Chapman, go on and on, you make moves to make this team better because you're trying to get to October and you want to play deep into October. And uh, I would respect any of those moves. You know, you, teammates, your buddies, your friends, it's mm-hmm. all great. But it is a business and you're trying to get better. And to get bigger arms, they're going to have to give something up. Joe, really good of you to join us. <clears throat> Pardon me, really good of you to join us today. Thanks so Great much. Stuff, Joe. Congratulations on the uh, on your daughter's wedding, Absolutely. by the way, this week. And the pictures awesome. were awesome. I know we talked to you about it. The pictures were awesome. It looked like everybody had a good time. Great looking Thanks, couple, guys. man. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Joe. Great week. Thanks. Always fun, boys. Take care. That is Joe Siddle, Blue Jay Central analyst on uh, Sportsnet. I know it's a silly question to ask about how the other guys would feel about getting That's rid of not. a, a everyday right fielder, but you think about uh, you, you think about they would have to give up a little bit of money. Trade wise, he seems to be the only guy that's making a little bit of money that would free up some money. So if you did make and you had to add money the, with the trade that you got, that would probably be the guy that you would give up. Listen, I I think uh, we, we've talked about this. I. I one of those two corner outfielders, to me, are, those are the guys in the major league roster you're going to look at moving. Well, it'd be moving. tough to give up Lourdes. Well, I've said oh. I, I, I know who I'd give up, given the choice me of, too. Of, of the two of them. And I've maintained that uh, certainly all year. Last year, I might have had a different thought. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I, I think that, that goes without saying. There's really, I mean, other than Alejandro Kirk and Teoscar Hernandez and Lourdes Gurriel, you're not trading Springer. Answer. You're not trading Chapman. You can't trade Espinal. You're Answer not going to trade Bichette. Any chance they give... Teoscar Hernandez, a long-term deal. Any chance? I I mean, it hasn't worked out so far. I don't know why you do it now. No, no, no. Anytime. 
Next year, stay, stay here. No, no. Any be, chance they give? No, because like the free agent twenty four, I believe. Because what I was before then. No, but what I mean him. by that is that he, the time to sign Teoscar to Teoscar to a long term contract was last year. So you buy out a couple of years of free. I don't want to buy so out one year of free. No, agency. your answer's no. no. So no. you trade it. Yeah, that's I don't want. That's why I want to ask. I don't want to buy out one year of free. I'll buy out two years of free agency or three years of free agency. But I, I'm not. I was not in the camp of folks who were upset when they didn't sign Teoscar to a long-term contract. I just, I understand this team's payroll is like 170 million. It's 11th highest in baseball. Uh, but I would rather spend my money elsewhere. I know I have to spend my money elsewhere with Gossman, Barrios, Springer, and I'm cool with that, and Chapman for next year as well. I can find better things to do with that money than... Than, than have Teoscar Hernandez in right field. You're going to pay a guy big boy money. You have to. He has to have a complete game. I'm sure they see the exact same thing me and you see. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I and people will get into the whole clubhouse chemistry thing, but I don't know if that's necessarily a fact. Something I did want to ask you last night. One of the benefits of sitting in the radio broadcast booth is you get to uh, get to talk to Ben Wagner. And Ben mentioned this anyhow in the broadcast last night, but. I saw him. He had a, uh, a, a spent a lot of time around the batting cage with Matt Chapman and Dave Hudgens yesterday, mm-hmm. and telling an interesting story about about Chapman and Hudgens. Chapman's BP yesterday. We know what BP's worth, but he had good BP yesterday. Felt really good, really. He was, Look, that that's silly. Don't say that again. If you can't do it in BP, you're not okay. going to do it in the game. Fine. No, All right. Be, Thank don't you. be silly. With All that. right. So, but anyhow, uh, he was talking about that might have been the best. Hudgens said to him, that might have been the three best rounds I've seen out of you this year. And Chapman said, yeah, I felt it was huge. It was great. But then he went on and said, and he started talking about his swing and said, I kind of think I need to swing 60% of what I'm doing right now and focus more on the bat path. Now, I found that really interesting. Can you explain that a little bit to me? Because essentially with the guy, now, again, this is, I'm hearing this from Ben, but mm-hmm. what I'm taking away from it is, is Matt Chapman is essentially saying slow down a little bit, mm-hmm. slow my swing down a little bit. Is it simply a matter with him of letting that bat stay in the it is, in but the for zone me, it, longer? It'll, it'll always be trigger. He doesn't have one. He's playing catch up with his barrel. His barrel slow sometimes. This is what you've talked about. He the does. Trigger. He's trying. He's and you trying don't to, add that in season, do you? I don't even know if he can add that or not. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of person he is off the field and. Uh, when you give a guy two for 24, two for 25 or whatever it was, you're giving it to him for a reason. It's probably more on the defensive side than the offensive side. Is it a big change? Probably. I mean, he's trying to add a little separation from his foot, front foot and his hands. But that for me is he's trying to create a little bit more bat speed in other ways than having a trigger. Can you do that facing velocity every single day and velocity that's elevated? I mean, talk about Joe, which when Joe was talking there, I didn't really agree with the lower, the low pitch on, on Vladdy. If a guy can throw you three pitches where you can't hit a pitch, tip your hat and walk away. He ain't got to do that all the time. Sooner or later, he's going to throw you one down the middle. But if you can take that because you're a really good hitter and a better hitter than most humans on planet Earth, wait for yours. When you get yours, don't miss it. That's the difference between an elite hitter and me. That's up and down hitter. Those are the differences. So I sort of, that for me, that's why I think, Put pressure on elite guys to do elite things. That's the difference between these guys, and that's why I asked Joe about who do you blame? I think there's a little blame to go along with everybody. Trying to make up for guys' weaknesses by having him do something different, I think silly. That's just me. I'm from afar. I'm not between the ears every single day with Vladdy or everybody else. I like it that they're 
what they're doing off the field is starting to translate on the field. And batting practice is a huge deal. Why don't you come on here or text me or have conversations about Vladdy taking and being in the home run derby? Give you mojo. It's that something that you're trying to do is actually working and the ball's going where you want it to go. Can't do it in batting practice. You can't get the head out. You can't create backspin, which Vladdy don't create backspin. He gets line drive so hard that the fence can't hold it. So he's a different animal. Right. But, I mean, I, I, I think this will be a concern with Matt Chapman a lot. He's a trier. When triers try... <laughs> It's up and down. It's up and down, but, and he needs a little bit of a trigger, a little bit of a load. And it, but as we said with Matt Chapman, we are getting what we thought we'd get from Matt Chapman. I'm, I'm getting a lot. I'm getting a certain amount of doubles. I'm getting power, and I'm getting elite, elite, elite defense. Hit a three-run homer occasionally. Hit 25 homers on the year, driving 70-plus runs. Play elite defense. Be a leader on the defensive side. Now, his, his value will come when there's no shift. That's when his value will come, when you can't have three dudes on the right side of the field and, and now you've got to cover your position and the shortstop's got to cover his position and there's a little bit more emphasis on. Now, I know he's a, the one guy on the left side of the infield, but there will be a lot more athleticism has to be shown when there's no shift. It's funny, you know, we, we, we talked about that with Doug Glanville and, and how baseball is going to do away with the shift and they're going to be sub, or they're going to put some restrictions on it. And I hadn't thought of this until – until now when you mentioned that. Bo Bichette has basically... Like, the Jays start shifting. They started... I don't, I don't want to say they started shifting when Bo and Vladdy were in double-A, but I think that's when the organization really started to shift in the minors. And Well, because they knew they were coming. Because they, they knew they were coming. Their championship so, team. all right, so Bo is up here. He's going to have been up here for three years, I guess. All of a sudden, there's no shift. What does that do to to uh, the game of a young guy who's who? I mean, that's all he knows. And then he's been in a team that shifts more than any other team in baseball. All of a sudden, they stop shifting. Does that does that do I anything to Bo's game? I, think, I would think because of uh, so I don't want to say it's an issue because he's worked on it. Yeah, fixed it. It doesn't happen. Issues a lot. are issues are wrong. It, word, it's but. the it's the backhand. It's the ball closer to the third baseman. Okay, you, so can, you don't have to cover as much ground now. Like you're you're not moving around as much. Out of the shift, you move more. You you can you can you have to think along with the the coaches on where certain guys are playing. Throw him this. He's going to hit it here. Well, I position myself here. I don't need a coach to tell me to do it. As of in the shift, they're moving you all over the place. Move two inches that way. Stand right there in the next pitch. Move three inches over here. Like they're telling you exactly what to do all the time. Take all the guesswork out of it. Right. You don't actually have to think it along yourself. When there's no shift, now you have to be your own coach. And I think that's going to benefit guys that are smart. Both smart. Yeah, well, Matt both. Chapman's smart. If if Santiago Espinal's here and being the everyday second baseman, he's a smart guy. A lot he's of, a good there, defender. They're, they're not going. There's a lot of baseball. Hurt the Blue Jays infield. No, there's it's a lot of hurt the pitching. There's a lot of baseball <laughs> IQ in that. It's in that hurt infield. the pitching. There's a lot of baseball IQ in that. I've infield, said though. this to you. Pitching's been on vacation for a long time. Long time. You don't have to pitch nobody. I throw it to him. Because there's 15 dudes standing over there. I throw it to that side of the field. I make them get the head out. I make a lefty get the head out on a certain pitch when he's hip flying. I throw an off-speed pitch. He rolls over to the center, to the second baseman standing right in front of the right fielder. Their vacation's about to be over. Hmm. Well, huh? Jordan Romano got the save last night, and it was a different-looking Jordan Romano than we've seen in the past. A little, little more upright, 
I think he's been got, upright. It's there's he's paying the, attention to the runner at first right. base. He's paying attention to the runner. He's not doing that that sort of leg bend that he was before. It looks like they've worked on something. How difficult is it for a closer to make in-season adjustments? And we talked about this. Pitchers have done it. Starters have done it here. But now we're talking about closers making in-season adjustments. Keep in mind that this is a guy who had to make an adjustment last year because, remember, he was doing the deep squat like mm-hmm. Ken Giles did. Then he got rid of that. So how difficult is it to do that and still save games in a team that – well, wants to win a World Series. Jonathan Papelbon is host of the Black Jack and Pap podcast, former MLB closer, one of the very best closers we've seen. Jonathan Papelbon joins us next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fan, wherever you get your favorite podcast. And if you're watching us on TV, it's on Sportsnet 360. Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with J.D., Blake, and Alish. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. few minutes away from Barker's back leg bits. That is where you get a chance to pick the mind of the one and only Kevin Barker. DMs are open. Send in your questions. We got a crap ton of questions for Mr. Barker today. That's good. Yeah, lots of lots of Vladdy questions. The Montoyo questions have kind of died after that big win. He said with his tongue-in-cheek. Um, Jonathan Papelbon uh, scheduled to join us in a few minutes. Should we just do the, uh, should we go to back leg bits, right? Let's go to Barker's back leg bits right now. It's time for it Barker's time. back leg bits. I remember Kevin could rake in the Texas League. He killed that league. Well, that's what you remember. I, I was that good of a player. That's why I went to, had a, you know, a super long career in the big leagues. No, I'm just kidding. Hmm. Hmm. It was a decent career. Yeah, it was not bad. It wasn't the worst career. It's better than mine in the major leagues. Mm. Um, Parker's back leg bits. You said that already. I did. Sorry. I'm just, <laughs> I, I should, I was I'm just trying to figure out why some of the questions appear on my, um, on my iPhone and don't appear on the, uh, on my laptop. Anyhow, uh, Nathan James. Do you guys think that Vlad's struggles? <laughs> someone's listening to the show. Mm. And, and Thanks for listening. Do you think that Vlad's struggles can be from the coaching staff having him hit off a tee earlier in the season? So what he's asking you is, well, you're pretty clear. You don't like the idea of a hitting tee. I, I think we can. No, 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 I love the tea. I love the tea. I, I used to do more tea work than any human to walk earth. That's if I if I thought I could hit a I used to be the guy that would show up seven hours before a game started and have the tea on the field and be able to see tea if time I could for Barker. see if I could go back leg city to left center field off the tee. Right. If I thought I could do that and create backspin, I could surely do it in a game. 
because I'll be short and quick to the ball and have length to my swing. Absolutely. I, I, again, I, I'm not sure how much they attack that with the low T, but it's, it's been drawn to his attention that that's an issue because other pitchers are trying to get him out that way. From what I've seen, they don't live and die down there. The pitches that he swings at are down are balls. They're balls. They're not strikes. Mm-hmm. That's my point. If they can throw you three down there, you can't cover the entire strike zone. You're just not good. Like, no hitter. Can. Mike Trail can. He's a better player in baseball. Can't. I don't like the ball up all the time. He ambushes occasionally to get him off it. Can't cover it up there all the time. Vladdy's no different. She don't understand just because that's your weakness, that's your kryptonite. That dude on the mound can't throw you three in a row over there consistently all the time. If he can do it, tip your hat to him, walk <laughs> away, and when you get a good one that you can hammer, then don't miss it. I just I think it's more – I just – I think it's bad game planning – sitting off speed when nobody else can hit that off speed. Why do you think you can? So I think it's more about that and timing for him all year has been off. Have you ever heard the uh, Terry Whalen band? Uh, should I? The Terry Whalen band is a blues rock powerhouse and three-time East Coast Music Association nominee for blues recording, a two-time awesome. Music New Brunswick Award winner from Mirror Machine New Brunswick, and... Uh, one of our favorites, a regular listener, Terry Whalen. Shout out to the Terry Whalen band. Awesome. Terry Whalen asks us, in an ideal world, does Ross Stripling go back to the bullpen? That's not, a good question. Not, not, not for me. You think he he's... Not not for me. You, you Usually, if you need Ross Stripling out of the bullpen, it means your starter's not any good. And you'd rather, I'd rather have him as my fifth guy. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm Not me. I'm with you. I I want power, swing and miss stuff, some no-brainers. Stop trying to reinvent the wheel and 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 squeaking by in the American League. East. She's not going to be able to do that raw stripping out of the bullpen. So no, I mean that's a great question, and I know Terry's trying to maximize everything you can possibly get out of raw stripling, but right now the way this team's constructed, I'd rather have him in the rotation. Yeah, I think Ross is kind of. He got the spot in the rotation because Hyunjin Ryu is hurt. He's earned the right to stay in the rotation Mm -hmm. for me. And I'm with you. Now, if I can add another, you know, we've thrown out names. There's different guys, guys like Brad Keller, guys like that. Not a fair question. But but what I'm saying is if, if, if I could get another guy to give me length in the bullpen... Let me ask you a question. That's fine, but I would leave Stripling. May I ask you a question? Yes, I'd give him a long-term contract. Okay, not that. That's not going to be my question. Terry, I want you to answer uh, answer along to, out loud, to yourself. Playoffs come. Is Ross Stripling on a playoff roster for the Toronto Blue Jays? (sighs) Well, he's not going to start any of the three games. He has to be for me, yes. I, it, you're looking at me like that. I, there are times where I, yeah, I got to have Ross Stripling if Ross, in my if roster. If Ross Atkins goes out and does something to solidify okay, now two innings, well, he's got to have to. Yeah. I'm talking right. about a play because they've made the playoffs because Ross has went out and done something. So are you saying like a Pablo Lopez, a really good No, no, dude? no, not a, not a, oh, okay. well, you have your three starters. Okay. Ross is not going to be one of them. All right. Talking about the first round of the playoffs. Right. I would, 
in a long it's not an, it's not an easy answer, is it? Here it is. Here I think it is. In you a, think it's an easy answer? In a long series, yes, Stripling's on my roster. The wild card series, which is what, three best of three? Then as much as it would pain me because I absolutely He's love what Ross, Ross Stripling is like Ross Stripling sacked up for this team a couple of years in a row now. I mean, that's would not be an easy decision. It would not be Blue an easy Jays decision, no, but in a short not. series, here's the thing. If, if it'd be easier if he'd already, if I'd signed him to a two or three year contract, but um, you know, after yeah. the after the the Yusei Kikuchi contract, yeah, know, they're going to be real but careful. But I, I now. would short series no. Uh, you know, unless unless I haven't been able to make a move huh. in my bullpen, short series no long uh, long little, series absolutely. That one little question got you all just well tore up knots, didn't it? Here, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing about it's not an easy question to answer. No, it isn't. No, but, but I but I will say this. Here's where I think Ross Stripling could come in handy too. <clears throat> And it wouldn't matter if you're playing in one of the in, in a seven game series. It it wouldn't matter necessarily at home. But I'm also I've covered enough World Series and postseason games. I remember what it was like when the Phillies, the Phillies and Rays World Series, I believe, where it rained all the time and you had a bunch of games rained out and there was snow and all that. If I'm playing one of those series, I'd love to have Ross Stripling on my staff just as a guy. It'll be about matchups. It'll be about matchups. If the Red Sox doesn't make a ton of sense, they got lefty righty, lefty righty. Uh, if it's the Rays, they can match up when everybody's healthy with lefties. And the other thing too is so you can always be tough. You know, Ross Stripling is an emergency guy. If somebody gets hurt, you can put Ross Stripling on the. And I and I'm a huge fan of Ross. You know that, but it's but, not an easy question to answer. No, I. No, it's not. It's a great question. I thought you were going to ask me about the contract. No, give my, I know what the answer is because I gave that already question to you. I told you what the answer would be. Pat's fan. Terry, good question, though. Yeah, it was a great question, Terry. Mm-hmm. Pat's fan. Alex Anthopoulos emptied the farm in 15 to get missing pieces for a good team in a run. That left the Jays in 2016 with the 19th top farm system, according to Bleacher Report. Mm. Shapiro chastised and chased AA out of the organization. I don't know if he chased yeah. him out, but 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 I don't think he chased him out. But Mark, mm. made, a, Mark made it pretty clear to, to Alex that he, he probably wouldn't have made some of those deals. Fast forward mm. seven years, and Atkins is about to do the same with the current farm system. I'm not sure about that. Ranked at 22nd. I don't want to get into these whole farm system rankings. Yeah. Should we be looking at this as a double st- standard? No, because I'm not entirely certain that Ross is going to empty the farm. They haven't yet. Austin Martin and Simeon Wood Richardson, where are they? 22nd ranked farm system's not great. Is but, it great? But, but I mean, no, but his point is it's, it's already. His 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 point is it's already it's already weakened. No, I I don't. No, I don't see that. Uh, they've still got. They're gonna have to give up a piece. They'll have to give up a big leaguer. They might have to give up Kirk. They might have to give up Teoscar. Yeah. I'm willing to give up Kirk. I am sorry. I am. You know, Moreno, Groshans, and uh, 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 Martinez are the the position players closest closest to being in the majors. I Tiedem, still, Tiedemann, I, I'm going to stick with that. He's yeah, 19. I still don't he know. Like he got stuff. I still don't know where, where Jordan Groshans fits in in this team. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, you know, Arelvis Martinez is still awfully young. They've got some some minor league guys. I mean, if if they're going to move anybody, if if they're going to move anybody, I think you're going to be looking at the Otto Lopez's perhaps or or guys of that. Mm. They're but they're never going to. 
And I, you know, I don't like using the phrase empty the farm system. Alex may have emptied the farm system, but what hurt him? Daniel Norris, Jeff Hoffman. Who are the guys that he got rid of that have come back to bite the Blue Jays? I, maybe I'm missing somebody. But How many of those prospects actually come up and help a contending team win a World Series? It's odd. They normally, the contending teams use those prospects to get assets to help their yeah. big league team go to where they want to go. That, I, think, I think sometimes fans think of it backwards. You want your cake and eat it too. Nope. Can't, you can't really do that all the time. Like you need to, I blame. You need to be able to give up to get what you need at the big league level. Would you rather win a World Series or have the best minor league system I blame, in baseball? I, I know blame, what my answer is. Yeah, I blame a lot of oh, us. No I blame I blame a lot of us. I don't think you can have both. No, I blame a lot of us. Not me. No, not you, but I, I, blame, I, I blame a lot of people in the Top media. Prospect. I blame a lot of people in the media, and I include myself in this group, because at some point, at some point, I stopped thinking like a fan who wanted his team to win the World Series and started thinking like a McKinsey consultant. And worried about payroll and talked about payroll and spent a lot of time talking about the minor. The minor leagues are interesting. The minor leagues are fascinating. The minor leagues of the future. I mean, I'm hoping they're, I'm hoping most Jays fans out there would trade four years of possibly seeing a Relvis Martinez for a World Series ring. I sure as hell would. Look, I, I, I understand people are, there's, there's, the interest in baseball and and the way people consume baseball now is so granular and so deep. There really is such a thing as prospect porn. It's almost pornographic the way people salivate over prospects. It really is. And there's nothing wrong with that because you, you love the game and you're really into it. But, uh, you know, it is about winning it's about winning a World it Series. It really is about winning a World Series. And of, of all the of all the the prospects the Jays have given up in recent years in trades. I mean, I'm trying to think of guys. Travis Darno. They gave up Travis Darno, and everybody was worried. Then Travis Darno disappeared. Now Travis Darno is back, having a good career at the Braves. Mm-hmm. Noah Syndergaard. I I look at it this way. This and this is why I didn't get wrapped up with the whole Austin Martin trade last year. I asked myself when the deal was made, and I was kind of like you. I'm not all in on Austin Martin. I I need to see a little more power from, especially a guy drafted out of college. I need to see a little more power. First-round picks aren't supposed to hit ninth and don't have a position. No. And here's the thing I always ask myself whenever a prospect is traded. Would he help me win in the next two years at it was there any way when that twins deal was made because people are saying well you know brios he still isn't you know, he might only be on a real good team he might only be the number three start he had is there any way austin martin was going to contribute to the blue jays nope the next three years he's not going to be an infielder he's not playing in the outfield and he's not a pitcher S- simeon wood richardson is i i mean i loved simeon I, if you're asking me, who would you rather? I would me rather too. not have given up Simeon Wood Richardson. Athletic. But does Simeon Wood Richardson help this team? Maybe. Of the bullpen, but not as much as Jose Barrios is going to help him. So that's how I look at it. I don't really care where a guy's ranked in the organization. I care, are you hurting yourself 
in the immediate future and the near-term future. There's always a chance that you're going to trade away a guy who's going to go on and, and be a great player. But there's also a chance that you're going to trade away Franklin Barreto in, in, in a deal. So I, I yeah, I, I know that's a, that's that's a long answer, but I I just think this emptying the farm system is as long as you maintain a competitive window, and your competitive window should be three or four years with this team because that's how long before you have to before Vladdy or Bogo. However you maintain it is good as far as I'm concerned. If you win a World well, Series at some point in the next three years, I'll well, tell you what. I don't think fans are going to be worried about the depth in the minor league system <laughs> three years down the road. Well, I if you're a Blue don't. Jays fan, now you know that free agents, if you pay for them, will come here, and they'll yeah. pay for them. Yes. So that's a good thing. Yeah, that's the, that's uh, a real good thing. That's a great, great point that needs to be made. When Alex was here, free agents didn't come here. No. They were not coming here. Mm-mm. No way you got I, a Boris client here. No chance. No, no chance in hell. And that not was more beast. That was more beast than Alex. Yeah, but, the five-year thing. But no, I say this time and time again. Keep in mind that Russ Martin came to Toronto because he got more money in an extra year. Mm-hmm. That's Canada's own Russ Martin, and mm-hmm. I'm not criticizing him for it. If you can get more money, more term, go. But the difference between where the Jays are now and where they were when Alex was general manager is they were not free agent players when Alex, not, not, not to the degree that they are under Mark. That may be less a reflection of Ross Atkins versus Alex than Mark versus Paul Beeston. Cause I think Mark probably has, I think Mark might have a little more currency with ownership. So I can't speak on that. There's there's only one Tampa Bay Rays. There there really is that 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 has the depth that they have and can take the things that they have and they they stunk for a while. They they earned the right to have depth the minor league system. They made trades when they had to make it, but that's one team. Not everybody can do it that way. Yep. No, I'm uh, with you. And Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs wants to know why why you wouldn't drop Vladdy to the fifth spot. We talked about fiddling I, I, around with well, the you're line. Try, you're We're trying, clearly not getting Jonathan Papon, by the way. So you're trying to, to. You're trying to. That's fine. You're trying to get Vladdy hot. If you think who you're not, who, yeah, who, you're who not text that. Uh, Josh Jacobs, you're not. Josh, puni- let's make it clear. We're Josh, not punishing Vladdy. No, you're trying because he. You need him to go where you want to go. Let's face it. Yeah. This lineup's not good enough to not have a good or great Flatty to go anywhere near where they want to go. They just they have to have him. So how would you do it? Would it be easier to get it if you move him to the two hole, or would it be easier to get it if you move him to the five hole and stomping your foot and thinking that you're going to be the man and walk in and go Flatty? Oh, by the way, you're hitting fifth instead of second. It's not going to work. I mean, it sounds tough. It's not the way the world works. It's not the way big league teams work. It's not the way when you're dealing with superstars work. Just doesn't wait. It's not the way it works. So how would you massage it? Still make a move that you want to make and put the players in the positions that you think that they could be put in to play at the highest possible level that they can play at. For me, this is just me. Everybody's got their own opinions. Putting him in a five hole doesn't help. Putting him in a two spot. Put moving Bo to the cleanup spot. Only reason I sort of agree with that. They don't really have a cleanup hitter. Well, it, there is a counterintuitive thing because what what you're doing with 
what you're doing with Vladdy when you move him into the second spot is you're 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 effectively guaranteeing him another at bat that's for okay. the most part. That that's Urgency. what I'm saying. Urgency. Well, exactly. That but that that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You can't if you do that, it's pretty hard for anybody to go up to Vladdy and go, man, they must hate you because they gave you an extra at bat. <laughs> you know what I mean? They must think that you stink and there you're you not going to turn it around because they gave you an extra at bat. Or, or they're telling you the only way we go where we want to go is if you get the extra at bat. Oh, it's confidence all of a sudden. And I like we that. We talk about Matt Chapman. We talk about all these guys that need confidence. And I like that, man. I like that idea of George Springer coming up, getting on base, being aggressive, Vladdy coming up. How many times does does Vladimir Guerrero Jr. walk to the plate with two outs and the first two guys got out on two pitches? A ton. Yeah. I haven't looked up the number, but that's the reason why the uproar, uproar strong. But there was serious conversations and trying to sell it to Vladdy that they didn't want that to happen, yeah. where Vladdy was going outside the box to think about trying to work counts, take pitches, when you don't want your best hitter to always have to do that. See, I, and I will... There's reasons why. You're yeah. not doing it because... This you is, do it for reasons. This is why when people earlier in the year when when we were talking about the Jays lineup, one of one of the reasons I thought that Matt Chapman might eventually might eventually move into the number 2 spot is we know that Matt Chapman sees a lot of pitches and it, I, I, you're shaking your head, and well, I, you don't I get want it. him to get the extra at bat. No, He's no, taking it away and at bat from somebody else. It's a better. But that's what I'm saying. The kind of the thought process. There are, there are two ways you can use that number two spot. One, to get your better hitter and extra at bat. Or two, if you really want to change the tone of your team. If you think you've got too much, you know, uh, early see, swinging in your line to put see, it up. See, this is not a team thing for me. This is a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. thing. It's one thing. Bo, Bo's going to put up decent numbers. Vladdy's an aircraft carrier. Vladdy is a jump on my back. I can carry you for three months because we've seen him do it. That's the difference. It's not about – it is about a little about the team and moving Bo around and putting him the free swinger. Maybe he can free swing it a little more, get better pitches because there's traffic. That's my point. But I'm thinking about how do I just get Vladdy so confident that when he walks to the plate, he's going to take that tough early in the count, the 0-1, to get it to 1-1 instead of 0-2 like he did last night. That, mm-hmm. for me, is the difference. That is such a big swing in counts. That you could do maximum damage on. How do you do that? Moving into a five spot, that does nothing except kill his confidence. And you don't want to do that. But put him in a two-hole. Now you're telling him it, there's urgency. And it's about you, big fella. You are the big fella that can carry us to the promised land. That, for me, is what this is all about. And how do you sell it? You can't just walk in a room and say this is the way it's going to be because I pay you, not the other way around. Sometimes things don't work that way. Mm-hmm. You do it with Kevin Barker. Can't do it with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And they ain't going to do it because <laughs> Vladdy's done it. He's, he's uh, you know, caused enough stir about that that they're just not going to do it. But, man, it makes too much sense. It makes a lot of it sense. It does. It makes a lot of sense. It really does. And then I would feel good because I've been saying, and, for how many years have I been saying I think Bo's the cleanup hitter? And if they don't make the playoffs, at least you could say we tried everything. Yeah. We've solved every problem the Blue Jays have. Pretty much. They should call us. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I was actually going to say, I think there's probably one thing this team gets enough of right now is advice. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? That's, there, a, there, that's a great thing. There, you there, just there, said. There's enough. There's enough advice <laughs> being given out. Oh, uh, the last thing they need is more. Is, is more advice, more voices in their head. Well, you to know do that. Stuff. 
you know, I, I think this is. Sometimes, sometimes the spotlight is shown on you why you're the leader, Jeff, of this show. Sometimes it does. Wow. And a blind squirrel gets the Woo. odd nut. Homer. It may take the squirrel. Walk off granny. It may take the squirrel a while to figure out what to do with the nut, but even a blind squirrel gets a nut every now and then. That's it for Blair and Barker. Hey, we're doing Blue Jays talk tonight after the Jays wrap up their uh, two-game sweep of the Phillies. And we will be back tomorrow from 10 to noon on Sportsnet 590. The fans, Sportsnet 360, wherever you get your favorite podcasts.